Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, September 25th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway Star's James Marino. James, I've been feeling a little sick on Monday. You can maybe hear it a little bit. Uh, haven't been feeling great, but on Monday night, my entire life changed. Oh, I know. Because I won 98 cents on HQ's Broadway night. Oh, never, man. Never, never won before. Didn't even ha- I had to re-download the app just for Broadway night. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think I've been changed for good uh, because <laughs> of this 98 cents. Um, I got to tell you, one of the reasons I stopped playing is S- Scott's a little annoying. I mean, I'm not going to oh, lie. Really? I love Scott tonight. Tonight, Scott, I thought it was. I mean, he, he, he you know, yeah. I'm not. I feel like while this some of the script might be written for him, I feel like he really is a Broadway fan. Well, he seems like he's a very intelligent, cultured guy. But I got to tell you, if I sign on for a game at nine o'clock and we don't start playing until like nine ten because he has to go through a litany of puns and references, maybe there's a reason why the numbers have dropped dramatically <laughs> in recent months. I think that they start uh, nine oh eight, just like Broadway curtains go up at eight oh seven, eight oh eight. You know, I think there's a lot of people got to sort out their technology. They get on late and things like that. Plus, they had a lot of uh, they had a lot of uh, promo type of thing of what what else was happening this week that that was unusual. It's a Monday, and they're laying out the week, sort of like how we lay out the Broadway schedule on the uh, Monday morning show. If I ever send you copy of a script that is anything reminiscent of what scott rogowski does <laughs> fly down to orlando and shoot me i love scott rogowski i think he's great <laughs> all right so um matt uh i guess you can't go to the dollar store and spend it but maybe you can get an ice cream cone no no nothing <laughs> like i it's it's not even enough it's like half of what it costs for one of their extra lives in their games like it's not it's the it's it's just the honor. It's 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 an honor just to have won. You know, uh, they gave what they gave away five thousand dollars. Is that yes? Is that today. So and you won a dollar. So near a little more than five thousand people got all of those questions right, which I think is a boon for Broadway. Yeah, but they were really easy questions. I mean, there was a, there was one or two tricky ones in there, but for the most part, they're pretty easy for Broadway people. I think. Like, I don't think you have to be somebody who works in the Broadway community to have gotten most of those questions right. Uh, no offense, I'll, I'll, no offense, James. Well, why you got to bring that up? Like I like I got out because because I did get out on that Annie song. Yeah, I know that. Now I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> My my daughter's crying now because I she thought I was going to win HQ. Why I can bring that up? Okay. All right. You know who's a winner on Broadway? Uh, I do, but why don't you go ahead and say it? Uh, Janine Tesori, among the first female composers commissioned by the Met. Yes, Is that the Mets New- or the Met? No, not the Mets. Meet the Mets. Yeah. Meet, no, um, no. Yesterday, the New York Times reported on future plans for the Metropolitan Opera, including oh. some with a number of theatrical names. Yeah, <laughs> the Metropolitan Opera, much different than the New York Metropolitans. Um, as you mentioned, James, one of the most notable announcements was that Tony winner Janine Tesori will adapt George Brandt's fighter pilot play, Grounded, uh, into an opera, maybe Anne Hathaway could reprise her role in this. Uh, it was supposed to come to Broadway. 
Broadway and it never did. It's supposed to be a movie. Never did. Maybe she'll do it in the opera. Anyway, Tesori shares the honor of being the first woman commissioned to compose a new opera for the Met with Missy Mazzoli, who will write a new piece based on the George Saunders novel Lincoln in the Bardo, which is currently sitting on my shelf as it has been for over a year and I have not yet read it. Maybe I should. <laughs> also included in the news, of course... Evo Van Hova is going to direct a new opera for the Met. He is going, yeah, because he does everything. Um, he's going to direct a new opera based on Dead Man Walking, based on the book by Sister Helen Prejean, which uh, turned into the movie with uh, the woman who will not be named. Um, that will be coming in the 2020-2021 season. In the following season, Matthew O'Coin's opera adaptation of Sarah Rule's play Eurydice will take the stage. So lots of of theater stuff happening over at the Metropolitan Opera. I'm sure Michael Portantier is very excited about all of that. Now, James, I don't really know. I mean, any other than Renee Fleming, I don't really know a ton about opera other than the fact that the first time and the only time I've ever gone to the opera other than Porgy and Bess, which I think even though it was done by an opera company, that's a, that's a little murky there. But the only time, the first time that I went to see an opera, I went with my grandparents and all three of us fell asleep at one point or another during the Barber of Seville. So uh, that shows you my appreciation and knowledge in opera. But this is very cool for Tesori and all of the other theater folk. So that is tremendously exciting. And uh, Janine Tesori is uh, unspeakable talent. So that's awesome. I'm really excited. Maybe we'll bring a bunch of uh, Janine's fans uh, to the Metropolitan Opera. That'd be great. I mean, I'm happy for her because it's commissioned, so they're paying her up front. So I'm mm -hmm. very happy about that. But I mean, I would I would love her to write a new musical for Broadway too. I mean, I know she's always working on something, but you know, why the opera people? Why, why can't Roundabout or somebody commission a, a new musical from Janine? I, I think it would be obviously well worth it. I think Janine Tesori and Lin Manuel should get together and make a musical. He he could he could finance yeah. it. He could totally find it. <laughs> and, then, and then uh, when they wrote it, when, when they write the music and it comes to Broadway, we can talk about it in this next session where we're going to talk about last week's Broadway grosses. Yes, James. Broadway took about an eight and a half percent dip last week, which isn't a huge surprise considering that three shows, SpongeBob, Carousel and Getting the Band Back Together, closed the week before and only one new show, Lifespan of a Fact, began previews and it only had four performances. Although, if I'm being completely honest, Lifespan of a Fact had four previews, and it still almost doubled the gross from the previous week of GTBBT. Anyway, Broadway's 27 shows brought in $26.3 million last week, with 13 shows in the Weekly Black versus 14 in the Weekly Red. Unsurprisingly, the, uh, some of the large family tentpole shows saw the biggest declines last week as Harry Potter, more on that in a second, Wicked and Anastasia had the three largest declines of the week, but not counting lifespan of a fact, which didn't have a previous week, Lion King and Mean Girls saw the biggest week over week increases. Hamilton uh, was one of the shows that saw an increase, unsurprisingly, jumping up to $3.2 million, followed by The Lion King just above $2 million, then Frozen at one6 then came Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which, as I mentioned, led the way in terms of a weekly red number. The show dipped, get this, more than $450,000, but was still at $1.55 million. Despite the dip, the show was still at 100% capacity and 102.9% of its gross potential. Now, you might say, oh, maybe they had dynamic pricing and it's back to school. But if you'll remember, a few months ago, we talked about the fact 
that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child was donating 1,500 tickets to J.K. Rowling's charity. That happened on Sunday. Uh, I would assume that that's divided up over the two parts that play on Sunday. So there were still lots of people there. Just a, a number of them did not pay to see the show, which I'm sure does not happen often at Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So I would imagine that number will bounce back up by almost half a million dollars next week. Anyway, moving on with the Seven Figure Club, there was Dear Evan Hansen, Wicked, Mean Girls, Aladdin, My Fair Lady, Pretty Woman, The Book of Mormon, and Come From Away. MTC's The Nap, which officially opens later this week, was at the bottom of the grosses list with just $161,178. Head Over Heels, somehow still gooping it up on Broadway, had receipts of $211,156. Both of those shows were under 24% of their gross potential. Other than Head Over Heels, the next lowest show that's not a limited run or has already posted closing notice is unfortunately Once on This Island, which fell over $44,000 last week to come in at almost $399,000, the first time that the show has been under four, uh, 400k since the week it opened in December of 2017. So James, again, lots of shows likely examining their futures. Will they close after the first of the year? It'll be interesting to see when we start to hear about some of those inevitable closings. Um, you know, uh, some of these shows, as we've talked about before, have already recouped and are doing OK. Will some of them get pushed out? I don't know. But um, we have no really open houses for for Broadway in the spring. So if we're going to get new shows coming in, something's going to have to announce a closing at some point soon. Uh, the numbers don't lie. Numbers never lie. So, well, some numbers lie. Some I mean, 98 cents lies about the fact that I won HQ last night, but uh, <laughs> 98 cents. Isn't that a, a band uh, with Adam Levine or something like that? No. That's Maroon 5. What? <laughs> something like that. It's got a number in there. All right. What else do you have, Matt? All right. We've got a few stories to send you into your Tuesday on. First up. Yesterday, the Actors Fund announced that a 40th anniversary of the musical They're Playing Our Song will play the Music Box Theater on February 11th of next year for a one-night-only concert. Original stars Robert Klein and recent This Week on Broadway guest Lucy Arnaz will return. Chet Walker will direct and choreograph. Interestingly, just perusing through this press release, James, I noticed that they made a big point that the concert will be produced by Robert don't call me Bob Greenblatt, although I think Bob is fine, actually. Um, he is set to soon exit his role as the chairman of NBC Entertainment. Um, he stepped down to pursue other ventures. They've already announced his replacements. I did not realize that Greenblatt, who is a Tony-winning producer, um, is continuing his Broadway producing this season as one of the producers working on Tootsie coming to Broadway. So I guess my theory about maybe him bringing the Tonys to uh, NBC if they leave uh, CBS isn't going to happen, but... Whatever. Anyway, um, next up on Monday, the Manhattan Theater Club announced that stage and screen star Deborah Jo Rupp, most recognized as the mom on that 70s show, will star in the New York premiere of Becca Brunstetter's The Cake. We've talked about this show. It originally had its out-of-town tryout in North Carolina with Faith Prince about a southern baker who has to decide whether or not she's going to make a cake for a gay couple. Um, anyway, uh, MTC Artistic Director Lynn Meadows will direct, and the show begins previews on February 12th. 
Yesterday, we also learned that a gaggle of new stars will join next Monday's one night only benefit reading of terms of our <laughs> I did it again. Terms mm. of endearment, not terms of our surrender or terms of our endearment or terms of surrender. Anyway, terms of endearment at the Geffen Playhouse in L.A. In addition to the originally announced current and former Supergirl stars, Calista Flockhart, Melissa Benoist and Chris Wood. The cast will include the incredible Kate Burton, the incredible Alfred Molina, Willie Garrison, Kumail Nanjani and Italia Ricci, who, before leaving for the ABC turned Netflix show designated Survivor, played the Silver Banshee on Supergirl and in real life is as married to the original other half of Victor Garber's Firestorm on The Flash, which is one of the sister shows of Supergirl in the Berlanti slash Arrowverse. You're welcome. And finally, over the weekend, the legendary filmmaker Cameron Crowe released a video on Twitter that featured one Tom Kitt at the piano in what appeared to be a storyboard for a musical version of the film Almost Famous. No other information was released. It was just a teaser little video. I barely remember this movie other than someone, I think, standing on top of a house before jumping in a pool and saying something about being a golden god. Um, but if you remember, he serves me as based on like a 60s, 70s rock and roll band traveling the country. So it would make sense uh, to to, you know, musicalize this a little bit more into a Broadway musical. James, for your reaction, I take it you're a fan of this movie. Yeah, uh, it's journalist covering a rock band as well, uh, as okay. well as the rock band. Uh, it's it's such a good movie. I I can't believe I had never thought about this for uh, as a musical. That it, it's going to be awesome. Tom, yeah, and I are there are there uh, a lot of original songs in it already? Is the band did they use original songs? I don't remember. Not that I recall. I remember the soundtrack to the movie as being uh, yeah. as being Zeppelin and a lot of songs uh, out of the 70s, 60s and 70s type of thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, obviously, if Tom Kitt's involved, that doesn't really tell us necessarily if there will be a new score or if they'll be working with uh, existing content because Tom Kitt has kind of been the guy who you go to to um, turn you know disparate songs into a cohesive musical score from. Um, he just did the Jagged Little Pill. He did American Idiot. Um, also did SpongeBob, which is a little different. But uh, but then, of course, he's also an incredible writer as well. But it did seem from the video that they were original, at least songs or story beats or, or scenes or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this moving forward. All right. So uh, if you will indulge me for a second, I just wanted to mention a few little things that are coming up. Uh, the 32nd Annual Broadway Flea Market and Grand Auction is going to be this uh, Sunday, September 30th from Broadway Cares. Just wanted people to remember and uh, uh, get up early on Sunday morning to head out there. You'll see Michael Portantier and Peter Felicia floating around. I might be there as well. So uh, check it out. And also, um, I got a press release that made my heart skip. Did you see this as well? I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe. Uh, the Green Room 42 presents Rachel Ah, uh, Yes, I did see that. Yeah, Rachel exciting. Sun Sunday, November 18th, Green Room 42, Rachel York. So uh, hopefully... Uh, her show will hang on. I think it. I think at this point it's going to make it at least through the new year. Hopefully, yeah. Head over heels. Yeah, I was having that conversation. Yeah, I was having that conversation with somebody today. I was like, if they're sticking around this long, somebody's put up enough money to get it through the end of the year. 
And um, this was such a great Monday because not only that, but also Ghostlight Records is going to uh, release the cast recording of Miss You Like Hell, starring Dar- De- uh, Daphne Rubin Vega. Uh, and they're going to have a, um, a fundraiser at Joe's Pub on October 8th. So that's coming up very soon as well. So uh, put that on your calendars if you don't know about that. And as if my Monday wasn't good enough, I got an email from Jan Simpson. Oh? Jan Simpson spoke to Char White over the weekend, and I got a chance to listen to the interview. It's awesome, and it'll be in our feed on Saturday. So uh, Jan Simpson, Char White, this weekend. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Sounds like a great Monday. And I won 98 cents on HQ. And to top it off, you won 98 (laughs) cents. All right, Matt. Get us out of here. All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm quitting this show because I'm now a multi-centenaire. Centenaire. Centenaire. (laughs) (laughs) And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. I will continue to do this because I got out on question number nine or ten or (laughs) eleven or the any question. The sun will come out tomorrow. And uh, I'll be back in your ears to tell you more about it then. (laughs) 